Well, good morning. I have to tell you, all right, I, I have to, we'll have to apologize first. Well, let me say Happy New Year. Let me start there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, again, it is, it is New Year's Day, and it is good for you to be together. And, and this is going to be uh, just a, a little more informal service. It was actually, we told everybody you could come in your pajamas. Did anybody actually do that? Okay, we got a couple takers. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was actually going to uh, get like the onesie footy pajamas for all the elders and make them wear them this morning, but I couldn't find Tom's size, so um, yeah, so we didn't get it, get it done. Next year, we even have your little initial like monogrammed in there, but, um, but no, it is, it is good, and again, it's just a more relaxed service, so if it is your first time with us, uh, I hope you're relaxed and feel, feel welcome here, but the feel is still about the same, of course, because we're casual folks here, and I love the idea of coming as you are, so... But again, as we begin this, this new year, and it's, it's hard to believe that only a few hours ago we were in 2022, and now here we are in 2023. And as you know, I walked up, and as you saw the little bumper for just the message today, uh, entitled Start at the End. And you know, there's something, I think, significant. Uh, again, just yesterday, just a few hours ago, it was the end of a year. And you know, it's just something about when we step into that midnight, you know, 12 o'clock, and things are kind of sort of new, sort of fresh. For example, you know, the, my beloved Michigan Wolverines are undefeated in 2023. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, yep, it was a rough one, but hey, the sun still came up and God's still on the throne, so we're going to keep going. Um, but yeah, it's, there's something, again, when we roll into this, this January 1st, and I know that everyone comes in, and we all do, you know, it's this opportunity, again, for us to sort of look back at the year past. And for many of us, you know, we probably ended in different places. You know, some of us maybe were on top of the mountain, some of us were maybe were under the mountain. Um, but I think throughout the year, typically, you know, we have the, the mountaintops and we have the valleys, don't we? That's just part of life, and that's part of, you know, walking life out, walking through our time here on earth. But again, with God, you know, he sees everything from an eternal perspective. And for us here on earth, you know, we have our time that we live by. We have sort of, you know, we live in this structure, which is good, and it's a good, you know, marker for us, I think. But, you know, the number one thing I want us to, to remember as we begin this new year is, is really how do we bring our focus, how do we bring our attention, and how do we dial back in on God? How do we, you know, again, we, we really put that at the front because that's really why a lot of us are here this morning, right? Is because I think there's something significant for all of us to start the new year, gather together with God's people, you know, worshiping him and really just putting him first in our lives, putting him first as we begin our time this year. The good news, though, is, is as Santiago mentioned with New Year's resolutions, um, that, you know, we don't have to have one of those, per se, to experience the peace of God now in our lives. Do people, do anybody do a New Year's resolution? I just want to help hold you accountable. You wouldn't tell me if you did. You know, some people do, and some people, you know, it's significant, and, you know, it's significant if I think if you pause or if you write it down or maybe, you know, again, you share it with somebody. But we're going to look today in uh, the book of Philippians, and we're just going to spend, again, a few moments. I know we got kids and everything, and so I want to be sensitive to that. But I also just want to share uh, what's on my heart as we begin 2023. And in Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 4, it says, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation today. It says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. 
I say it again, rejoice. And a lot of us have heard, the phrase, heard it uh, translated more, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. But I like the way New Living because it unpacks that first one a little bit. And it says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. And again, when you see that in Scripture, it's, there's something significant. I say it again, rejoice. And it goes on, it says in verse 5, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. And so uh, going on to verse 6, he then says, don't worry about anything. Anybody can stand up and say that with a whole heart today, that they're just not concerned about anything that's on the horizon or coming or even maybe just even after you get out of here, what's coming? We all came in here with some concerns probably, right? But here Paul is challenging us to don't worry, not to worry about anything, but instead do what? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And again, I do hope that all of you at some point, either yesterday or maybe today when you find a moment, that you'll pause and you'll look back in 2023 no matter if it was great or if it was challenging, whether you finished on the the highest of high or the lowest of low, you look back and you recognize the fact that God is and was faithful. The fact that you're sitting here this morning together here, you woke up this morning with breath in your lungs and the strength in your body to walk in this room today, you, should, you have something to be thankful for, amen? amen? And so, again, we need to kind of bring that back and put that back in perspective. And so, again, we don't worry about anything. Instead, we pray about everything, tell God what we need, and thank him for all he has done. And very key word here, then, verse 7, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we once again acknowledge you as present in this room. God, we are thankful that we are able to gather this morning. As we begin uh, again this this new year, as we look ahead at 2023 and, and what might lie ahead, we can't see everything, we don't know everything that's coming, But the fact of the matter is, is that, God, you are faithful and we can trust and put our hope in the fact that you will be with us every single step of the way. God, for those here who are in a struggle even now, who are beginning the new year even in a a difficult circumstance, God, we we just pray that, that they would remember that you are present with them. God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to, to share your word, and I thank you, Lord, just for what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. A gentleman by the name of Tim Newman, uh, he's a writer for the Medical News Today, he writes this. Uh, he says that New Year's resolutions are actually an ancient tradition that continues to this day. The Babylonians started each year with pledges to pay debts and return borrowed items, The Romans began their year by promising the two-faced god Janus that they would behave better. Today, though, millions of people start the new year by making a resolution. And typically, this is a goal for positive change in in their life. And, you know, we've been talking about this today. And, you know, again, some of us may do this in one, one shape, form, or fashion. You know, and a lot of us, as, again, Santiago mentioned, a lot of us, you know, it's usually like our, the weight thing, right? We're going we're gonna to start eating better. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to get the membership. We're going to, you know, do something. And typically, it lasts, what, maybe to the, like the 3rd of January? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe just, you know, a couple hours. You know, we, we start with the best intentions, don't we? This year, this year is going to be different. 
This time it's going to be something significant and I'm going to see it through, right? We always begin there. But as Newman goes on to write, he says, but statistics show that we do not do a good job of keeping our own resolutions. One study tracked 153 people who vowed to quit smoking, and by the end of the year, only 13% had achieved their goal. So, you know, a question is, is why do these resolutions fail? Why do they fall short? Why can't we seem to do what we say we're, we're going to do? Because everything that we say, it's achievable, isn't it? Right? I mean, whatever, I mean, if, you're, if you want to lose 15 pounds this year, you could do that. It's possible. But for some reason, we seem to fall short. And a lot of times, even, you know, with resolutions, you know, like, for example, going to the gym, you know, some people will go and actually get the membership, right? Because, like, we're going to put money on it. And so if I'm spending money, maybe that'll keep me accountable and I'll do it. But most of us would be better off just going and buying whatever, a chocolate cake every week and enjoying it and be faithful with that, right? Amen? There you go. See? <laughs> Other people, you know, with this whole gym thing, you know, we, we, you know, we might, we might see, meet somebody there and say, hey, will you hold me accountable? Or maybe we get a trainer, right? But even still, there comes a point where the trainer can't, is not going to show up to your house every morning, drag you out of bed, get you dressed, and pull you to the gym. You have to take that initiative. And, and whenever we are involved, things can fall short because... We fall short often, don't we? That's just the way we are. Um, but again, they, these resolutions, recognizing the fact that they hinge on ourselves is key, is, is important. And again, while all, you know, these, these are all good things, but all these things can fail us, even the trainer, even the writing it down, even our best intentions, even telling somebody close to us. They can all fail us because our trust needs to be where? <laughs> In Christ. Well, how does that affect me losing weight? Well, <laughs> because until you get that right, there's, you're not going to get a lot of other things right. You understand? And we need to keep God, again, as our focus, as, as the most important. And you watch, and because I've seen it even in my own life, not necessarily the gym part, but in other areas, and, in, and even in that too, there's something about when you're walking right with Christ, when you're, when you're walking it out right, how other things will s slowly start falling into place, right? Because you've gotten that one thing, the most important thing, right, that most important piece first, and you got that locked in. You see, remember that when, where Paul was when he wrote this letter to the church in Philippi. Does anybody know? It's a real nice place with a great lodging. Free meals, television. It's prison, yeah. Back then, it wasn't like that. He didn't, he didn't have that kind of treatment. But he was in prison. He was in prison. <laughs> Not the kind of plush one that we see nowadays. He was like, you know, in a, basically a pit, Cold, dark, damp, horrific, you know, living conditions. Yet he pens, don't worry about anything. <laughs> Instead, pray about everything. And he began, remember where we started from, uh, with a scripture, always be full of joy in the Lord, I say again, rejoice. Who in the world <laughs> can, can, can have such things come out of them while they're sitting in such a dark place? But yet we know that Paul was somewhere else as far as 
when his walk with God. He knew Christ as his Lord. And he probably began that year not knowing what would happen. He probably didn't know for sure that he would be in prison. Just like all of us start at the beginning of 2023, not sure exactly what's ahead, right? We have hopes, we have expectations, we have even goals and maybe dreams. We have all these things out in front of us of what could be. But how many know life has, has a way of coming crashing in at, at a moment's notice, doesn't it? At a moment's notice, everything can change. And those things that were so important don't seem so important anymore. Those things that were for sures are no longer for sure anymore. And so where do we turn when that happens? Again, like Paul, he realized that God never fails. No matter the circumstances, mountaintop or valley, God never fails. Even in shackles, not because he did something wrong, but for, for proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, he was in chains. He knew that God would not fail him. See, Paul's hope and his cause of all joy, it, it had to be found in God alone. Because when you put it in there, when you have it in the right place, your hopes, then nothing can take that away, can it? No matter where you are, no matter what's happening, no matter what struggle, it cannot be taken from you, it cannot be robbed from you. We'll finish this, this, this section of Philippians here, verses 8 and 9. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And again, you know, these little words, these little phrases, we need to pause and stop. When he says one final thing, so he could say anything at this point, right? He's going to say one final thing. And so we need to really take note. What does he say? He says this. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about, the, about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Okay, so it begins there. Where are your thoughts at today? Where are your thoughts going to be tomorrow? Where are your thoughts when things are going right? Where are your thoughts when they're not? Where is our mind focused? Again, you know, our mind plays a huge part in our walk with God, doesn't it? We, have a, we, can, we can think really whatever path we want. Good things, bad things, we can focus on God, we can focus on the problem, we can focus on whatever, right? Where are your thoughts? Where are they fixed? And then notice in verse 9 what he says. He says this, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. <clears throat> and then, there's that word then again, then the God of peace will be with you. <clears throat> I say this often from the pulpit. I'm going to remind us today. Are you putting into practice the things that you're learning? When you come in here on a Sunday, when you, as, as Santiago was saying earlier, sharing with us, you know, are you in your, the Word four times at least a week? Are you reading your Bible? Because it's more than just reading, isn't it? It's, it, it does, it's wonderful and it's good to read it. And God speaks to us and he does things and he ministers to our soul in that time. But if we don't take what we read and actually put it into practice, we forget it very quickly, don't we? And, we, and our lives don't change. <laughs> Some of us here today are here today because we've made a series of wrong choices. Wait, what? wait. Yeah. You maybe have gone through life and made some bad choices. 
Maybe you're here not even really sure if you, you buy everything that's being said, but you're here because you're looking for something. <laughs> you're looking for hope. Maybe you're here today and you made a lot of right choices, but here's, here's the fact of the matter. If you, are, if you make these bad decisions, it takes time and making the right decisions for things to really start turning around. Do you understand? Sometimes God can do miraculous things, and sometimes God chooses to meet people that, like that. You know, there are some people maybe that say, like, that struggle with, with alcohol addiction or, you know, maybe smoking or something. I've seen it, and they come to the Lord, and it's done. They have no, no longer have any issues, right, because they want to put it down. But then there are others who want to put it down as well. But it's, it's a process, and it's a journey. So my point is, though, is, is we have to continue to trust God, and we have to continue to put into practice the things we hear, the things that God shows us. And it's, it's just like building a foundation. It's like building a building, right? Every block has to go on the next. But for some of us, we spend so much time studying the blocks and looking at the blocks and maybe like arrange the blocks, but we never actually take the block and put it on the stack and, and start to build something. Do you understand? And so, you know, today, again, I'm going to just wrap up here. But I want to ask you a question, as I usually do, because I like to just to put something in your mind to let it kind of simmer and stew a little bit. <laughs> and here's a question. One of the questions I want to ask you this morning is this. What do you and I, let me, us, what do we need to think less about in the coming year? So oftentimes we spend more time, you know, what do we need to think more about? How do we accomplish this or do this? But what do you need to think less of? What are you giving your time and your attention to <laughs> that maybe you're, you're putting too much into that? Or maybe it's something that has no eternal weight necessarily, and, and you're, it's such a huge thing, right? Because we can fill our lives, can't we, very easily with even, you know, with things and even good things, but... As I say often, not every good thing is a God thing. You understand? Not every good thing is a God thing. We're not always doing, we can do a lot of great, wonderful things, but sometimes we can become so busy doing good things that we miss the thing that God is actually wanting us to do. Did you catch that? We can, be, can, we can fill our lives and just be busy, right? Because it makes us feel good. It makes us like, hey, I'm accomplishing these, and look at all the good that I'm doing. Look, look at all this. <laughs> And God's like, that's wonderful, but all I want is this one thing over here from you that you won't give me. You know what that's called? It's called disobedience. <laughs> Happy New Year, by the way. You're welcome. What do you need to think less of about in this coming year? So as we wrap up again, you know, again, we may not make these resolutions per se. We may not go out and get the gym membership today. But I do think it's important for us to sort of take, take stock and, and look ahead and, and what, what is it that God might have for us this year? What, God, what might God have for you this year? Here's another one. What might God have for this church this year? Let's move it beyond ourselves, right? Because it's not just about me and you. <laughs> Sometimes it's about us. What might God have in store for this church this year? What might God want to accomplish through us as a body of Christ this year? And I would invite you and encourage you to, to, to spend some time saying, how can I be a part of what God is doing here 
Because it's not about just building this. Community is great. The body of Christ, where it's important that we have one another, and that, that is a part of it. But the whole purpose of all of this is that so that we can go out there, right? So that we can go out there and have an impact on the world around us. What resolutions will you make? And finally, what resolution should you make? And I would encourage you, I want to give you two that you can, you're welcome to take and steal and make them your own, okay? My first one would be that you grow in your walk with the Lord. And I don't know many people, and I, I, even in Christian circles, and again, I'm not going to stop and pause on any of you because I don't want you to think I'm speaking directly to you, though I might be. But I don't know a lot of people that put that as, a, as like a resolution, as a, this is something I want to do this year. I want to grow in my walk with the Lord. What would be even better is if that's number one on your list. <laughs> God, I want to grow in my walk with you. I want to know you better. I want to, I want to spend time in your word on a consistent basis. Let that be a, a number one resolution. And as uh, Santiago mentioned, and we've been kind of mentioning, you know, life groups, <laughs> these are important, right? They're wonderful to build community, all those aspects, but it's also a way for you to grow in your walk with the Lord. And let me say this, sorry, it's New Year, so just get your toes out and get them ready. But I want to encourage you too, like, I, I, I hesitate a little bit to call it a new believers class because some of us have been in the church a really long time but still need to go through this class. All right? So don't think just because you've been in the church like most of your life, you may need to come back, and if it sounds good, there's, we're not going to judge you. <laughs> you've, been, you've been in the church too long. You can't be in this class. Sometimes, I mean, I want to go to the class. <laughs> I'm not teaching that one, am I? Okay. <laughs> but it's good, right? Sometimes we need to go back to the basics. Sometimes we may have got, made it so crazy and so complex we forget the simplicity and get back to the foundation. So, don't let that deter you. If, if you want to go to that class and you've been in the church a long time, go to it. Go to it. It'll be great. All right? Life groups. Get plugged in. Plug in so you can grow in your walk with the Lord. And this is the second one, and this is the big one, and this is what I'm going to leave you with this morning. I think I'm still good. I'm under 20 minutes, so this is not technically a sermon. This is a devotional or sermonette. Listen. Okay, I, I want to be just serious for just a second. I want to ask each of you here, a simple request. Will you commit to praying for one person this year? One person that maybe you know, maybe one person you don't even know yet to come to the Lord, that God would use you to, to lead them to, to the Lord. Pray for one person. That's it. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it five people. Don't make it 10 people. Don't make it 15 people. One. And I want you to do me a favor. Can you do me a favor, please, as your pastor? If you ever bring that person through these doors, I want you to pull me aside at some point during the service, before, after, come up in the middle of my message and say, I need to speak to you. Pull me aside and say, Pastor Dell, this is my one person. Don't do it in front of them. <laughs> Just pull me aside and say, this is my one. Because I want to pray with you, and I want to rejoice with you. And again, just... Getting here to church is great, but ultimately we want to get them to Christ, right? 
And so I, I challenge you. I'm doing the same thing, okay? There are people that I'm praying for this year that I've been praying for also last year that are not believers. And I'm praying for them and trusting that God is going to bring them to himself, that they would be in relationship with him. So you, I'm not going to ask you if you'll commit to that for sure. Just stew it over. And if you really mean it, I, I pray that you'll, you'll write that down somewhere. You'll commit to that and pray every day if you can for that person, okay? And if you do, do you, know, do you understand like what would happen to this room if, every, if one, everybody led one person to the Lord and that person came to this church? <laughs> We'd have to set up a few more chairs, wouldn't we? Right? So just want you to think about that, all right? Let's go ahead and we'll, we're going to wrap in, in prayer. Would you stand? <clears throat> Bow your heads, please. Heavenly Father, I again thank you for this morning, God, and I thank you. Lord, again, as the message is called today, start at the end. As we finish last year, as we finish what was, and again, even though today, in one sense, is just the next day, but there's something special about a new year, I think. There's something significant as we just kind of take inventory of our lives and as we, we look forward with expectation. And God, I pray that that would be the case, that we would <clears throat> look to 2023 in expectation of what is in store, of what you have for us, both individually but also as a church. God, we are grateful Lord, for what you have done, for your faithfulness here. God, we're grateful for, again, all that you're, you're accomplishing, Lord, through each of us here in this, this place. And God, for anyone here today that may not know you as Lord and Savior, has not made that profession of faith, Lord, I pray that today would be that day. And God, that they would sign up and next week, Lord, they would get baptized and they would just jump in literally to all that you have for them. And again, a relationship with you doesn't guarantee an easy life. <laughs> but it guarantees a life to the fullest, a fullness of life, Lord God, that cannot be experienced apart from you. And so if someone is here this morning, if you are here within the sound of my voice and do not know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, I would invite you this morning to begin on January 1st of 2023 to put the flag in the ground, so to speak, and say, this is the day that my life began anew with the Lord. And watch what God does as you step out on a journey with him, as he walks with you in every, every area, every situation. But invite him in this morning as, as Lord and Savior. Acknowledge that you are sinful, that we all are, and that you need a Savior. Acknowledge the fact that he again went to the cross to die for your sins and mine. That he was buried and, and rose on the third day and now sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven as Lord over all. Make that profession today. Start this year in the right place. And God, I pray for every one of us, Lord, that whoever those people are out there that maybe we don't even know yet, maybe there is somebody that comes to mind. I pray that you would put in each of our hearts, Lord God, who that one person might be that we should be praying for this year, that you would give us just one. Lord, give me one. God, I think about, again, that the movie of 
the soldier, the, the, the one that wouldn't carry weapons, but he would go back and he was a medic and he was, just kept saying, Lord, just give me just one more. Let me save one more. God, I pray that that would be our call, Lord, this year. Just give us one, Lord. Give me one. God, I thank you as we begin this new year that we do so with expectation, God, that we would celebrate again as we've been challenged again somewhat this morning, God, but all of it is done that we can celebrate because we have life in you. And God, we can trust you that you are faithful and good. And so God, I just pray for each and every person here. I pray for each and every home, every house that is represented, Lord God, that your hand would rest upon them, that you would dwell amongst your people by your presence. God, that they would know you and that they would, again, their walk with you would deepen every day, every moment this year. God, I thank you that you are at work and accomplishing great things. So God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to start this year on the right foot. And God, again, we just put our hope and trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen.